Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the December 22nd edition of The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. The Court Report, brought to you by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn, comes to you every Sunday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Every week, we will take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League related, including scores, standings, and interesting topics covering all of your Yeshiva sports needs. If it interests you, it'll be here because this is all about you. Had a game this week? Let us know. Friend me on Facebook. Send me a message. My name is Elliot Weiselberg. That's W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is Y-L-S Weisguy. That's Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y. Or email me at Elliot at NachumSiegel.com. Because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, assistant coach of the Yeshiva of Flatbush JV and varsity hockey teams, and co-coach of the Yeshiva Hartora Junior High hockey team. But most of all, like you, I am a Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids each and every week with you live from the press box at the NSN Arena in the heart of Brooklyn. Thank you once again to our sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Mike Feller and his staff are pros at what they do, and if you've won an MYHSAL trophy in the past, you've experienced it firsthand. Please contact Crown Trophy of Brooklyn for all of your trophy and plaque needs. As I said before, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn has been my source of awards for all of my tournaments, including the Martin Weiselberg Memorial Tournament, held yearly in memory of my father. Uh, Speaking of which, we've just wrapped up the 2013 campaign, which brought in over $8,500 $8,500 in funds for Hutzel. I want to thank everybody who gave, donated, bought raffle tickets. I've already started working on next year's event, and just today I brought in not one, but two amazing prizes for this year's charity raffle. You want to see what they are? Uh, go to the Facebook group page soon and find out. Uh, I've also used Crown Trophy for the Como Summer Camp League that I'm a commissioner of. Not many people remember that the league started out as a tournament hosted by Marasha back in 2007. Marasha, by the way, for those alums, uh, just released tickets for the 50th anniversary Concert Bash, which will take place on February 22nd at the Purchase College Theater in Westchester. Hosting the event will be our network's namesake, the and fellow Morasha alum, Mr. Nachum Siegel himself. For more information or to purchase tickets, go to morashaconcert.com. That's M O R A S H A C O N C E R T.com. Uh, if I if it sounds like uh, like I uh, have a little bit of a cold, it probably is because it's the weather. Uh, but if it sounds like uh, if it sounds like my voice is hoarse, it's probably because I've been coaching all day. Um, as it relates to the weather, winter finally decides to give us a break, and 60 degree weather at that uh, been knocking me around quite a bit. It doesn't feel doesn't it feel like summer is right around the corner? Uh, I'm uh, problem is I'm looking at the calendar and it says late December. So uh, time to break out of this daydream and uh, reel it back in to recap a week that saw 14 varsity basketball games and several hockey teams lock down their postseason tickets and one major upset on the afternoon. But but we'll get to that in just a few minutes as we tip off the day with a huge varsity basketball slate. Uh, we'll start off with the massive week that North Shore had. The Stars picked up two huge wins on the week, defeating YDE 68-43 on Monday and Flatbush 57-41 on Thursday. Junior Cody Cohen had a huge night against YDE, amassing 27 points for the Stars, joining his 32-point outburst against Hafter earlier this season. 
um, in the uh, top 10 single game point totals on the year. For the Stars as a team, the two victories place them now at 11-0, meaning that they have clinched a playoff berth in the East, but also for the third season in a row will enjoy a first round bye. The Stars will now set their sights on the top seed in the East, but will need to wait until after the new year to make any headway on that goal. Keeping pace with the Stars this week was the team right behind them in the standings, the Hafter Hawks, who downed Flappers 69-45 Monday night. Uh, the win pushes Hafter to 8-1. The Hawks can clinch a playoff berth this week, but not through their own doing, as Hafter is now off until next Tuesday when they meet up with Crosstown rival DRS. And instead, the Hawks can clinch by virtue of a YDE loss either to Hillel on Tuesday night or DRS on Thursday. Speaking of Darjeeres, as we did uh, just a few seconds ago, the Thunder are also in action this week, narrowly escaping from Derechatora 46-44. The Bulldogs of Derechatora came extremely close to knocking off YDE after doing just that to Hank on Monday night in Brooklyn. In that game, YDH opened up raining buckets, jumping out to a 22-0 lead. Yeah, yeah, I said 22-0 lead over the Hurricanes. Yosef McKibel and Steven Rosenfeld combined for all 22 of those points, most of them on fast-break opportunities. Hank would chip away at the lead and bring it back to within distance, but could not get any closer than 5 before eventually dropping a 64-58 decision. McKibel finished with 24 and Rosenfeld with 21. YDH finished off the week blowing out Rambam last night, upping their record to 3-8, and eight, which may sound kind of bad, but in the context of the East, it's actually not as bad as it seems. Uh, aside from North Shore and Hafter, the only other team to have more than three wins is DRS, who defeated Mag and David 60-42 to get their fourth victory last night. So YDH is now in a group of four teams with three wins. Mag and David, YDE, and Flatbush, who lost to SAR last night, 44-24, uh, are all sitting at 3-5. and five. Derek Hattor still has some games remaining uh, against 3-6 and six Kushner, as well as a rematch with Hank towards the end of the year. So if one of those teams falter, YDH could find themselves in the thick of a playoff race towards the end of January. Out west, SAR made it two and two on the week. Two for two, sorry, two for two on the week, having also downed Hillel on Wednesday, forty-seven to thirty-five. Despite a big night from Junior Hill, uh, Hillel junior guard Nathan Beebe, who currently holds the nation's top scoring average among Jewish high schools, Beebe's two hundred and fifteen points are good enough for a twenty-one point five points per game clip. But his double-digit effort was not enough on Wednesday night. Uh, the Heat looked to rebound this afternoon as they took on MTA. The winner of that game now holds three wins to the other team. Too, and keeping pace with Kushner for the sixth seed out west. We do not have that score as of uh, as of time of uh, recording. Kushner has been stuck at three wins since November 9th, now having lost two straight after falling to Frisch 39-31 on Monday. For Frisch, it was a rebound game after falling to Ramaz the night before 51-42. Speaking of Ramaz, we highlighted the Rams' second game of the week last week against TABC and the ramifications that the game would have on the West. Well, TABC came close, but Ramaz pulled out the 54-46 victory, solidifying a playoff berth for the 10-1 Rams. The Storm dropped to 6-4 and and are now tied with Frisch and SAR with six wins and only one win up on Heschel, SAR, uh, and with only one win up on Heschel. SAR and Heschel both have three games to play on TABC, so for the Storm and for the Cougars, their losses may have opened a proverbial Pandora's box out west behind Ramaz. Frisch will get a chance to eat away at one of SAR's games when they play tomorrow night in Paramus. Uh, again, unless Kushner, Hillel, MTA, and JEC put together massive runs towards the end of the season, Frisch and TABC aren't in much danger of missing the playoffs. In fact, 
Both can clinch playoff berths this week, but with everyone so tightly packed, seeds 2 through 5 can turn out in many different directions, and home playoff games are vital, especially among the four teams uh, where the only team to not have a winning record at home is Heschel, who is at five, who is 500 at home with a record of 2-2 two and two after dropping JEC 63-32 to on Wednesday. So, let's take a look at the standings heading into today without the benefit of the knowledge of the Hillel MTA score. Uh, it looks as follows. In the East, North Shore is currently at 11-0. Hafter is at 8-1. DRS currently sits at 4-4, 500 record. As I said before, Flatbush, Mag and David, and YDE are all sitting at 3-5. Derek Torah comes in next at 3-8. Hank is currently at 2-5, and, and Rambam rounds out the division at 1-7. Over in the West, Ramaz sits up top at 10-1. and SAR follows up with a 6-1 record. TABC and Frisch are tied at 6-4. Heschel is at 5-2. Kushner stands at 3-6. MTA is 2-5. Hillel is 2-7. And, and JEC rounds out the division at 1-9. The Varsity League has several playoff scenarios this week. In the East, North Shore has already locked down one of the top two seeds. As I said before, Hafter can also clinch a playoff berth by virtue of a YDE loss either to Hillel on Tuesday night or DRS on Thursday. In the West, Ramos has clinched a playoff berth and at least the third seed, but cannot lock down a bye this week. Uh, TABC can clinch with a win over MTA next Sunday and a Kushner loss to JEC tomorrow night. Frisch can clinch with a win over SAR tomorrow night and the same Kushner outcome. And the Jewish Hoops America top 25 from this past Tuesday looks like this. Not much change from the last week. The only difference was that the voters actually split Hafter and Heschel, giving Hafter the number four spot, number two in the Yeshiva League behind North Shore, and Heschel the five spot right behind them. At six is Ramaz, and the fifth Yeshiva League uh, team is TABC, who fends off Frisch to hold the final spot in the top ten. Moving over now to JV basketball, with another light week, only five games were played, but several were huge in figuring out postseason positioning. We'll start off in the New Jersey division, where Frisch continues to roll. This week, the Cougars took care of the Kushner Cobras 44-24. So Frisch still has a bagel in the loss column, a throwback right there to Isaac Benishai. So Frisch is now at 5-0 and and can clinch a playoff berth this week. Frisch has two games, both of which are on the road. They face Hillel on Tuesday and then JEC on Saturday night. A win in either of those games will clinch a playoff berth for the Cougars. Right now, TABC is second in the division at 4-1, and and JEC and Hillel are tied at 3-3. Three and three. A loss will put either team with at least four losses, with Frisch having six wins and the tiebreaker. JEC also has a game against last place 1-6 Kushner this week in what will be an extremely interesting battle for the third seed between Hillel and JEC. Both teams have identical schedules down the back stretch, each facing Frisch, TABC, Kushner, and each other once. A JEC win over Kushner would put the pressure on Hillel, who don't face the Cobras until their last game of the year. In the NYC division, Heschel set the mark for points in a game on the season, defeating Westchester 79-43. The win ties Heschel and SAR in the win column at the top of the division with five. SAR still holds the tiebreaker, that is, until the two teams meet again in mid-January. The loss all but puts the nail in the coffin on Westchester's season, who are now 1-7. For any chance at the postseason, they'd need to first win their last two games against SAR, as well as a rematch against Heschel. Those would be the two games SAR and Heschel, and would then need MTA to defeat Ramaz, and then have both of those teams lose out. And that would just be to force a tie for the third seed. Anyhow, both SAR and Heschel have clinched playoff berths and will likely fight for the top two spots. MTA and Ramaz will be in a dogfight for the third and final spot. Both currently stand at two wins. 
Over in the East in the Long Island division, four of the five teams were in action on the week. On Monday, Hank topped Ezra at 55-31. With the victory, Hank improves to 4-1 on the year and can clinch a playoff berth after the new year when they square off with both Hafter and North Shore. This predicament is owned in part to DRS's 69-38 victory over the Stars this week. DRS's win keeps them perfect and in the postseason at 7-0. So DRS is at the top of the Long Island division. The Wildcats face Ezra tomorrow night and can all but wrap up the division with a win, which would force Hank to be perfect the rest of the season, including sweeping the two games they have remaining in DRS. Hafter, Rambam, and North Shore will apparently fight for the remaining two spots in the East. Rambam currently stands at 3-3, three and three, and Hafter, uh, currently sitting at 2-2, two and two, are in a much better position than the Stars, who are now at 2-5, and five, with only three games remaining. But the Stars will face those two, as well as Hank, to end the season, so three wins and a few lucky breaks with the rest of the division, and North Shore can still end up sneaking into the playoffs. Over in the Brooklyn division, Flatbush was idle once again, but still sits pretty at the top of the division at 6-0. The Falcons will have a chance to clinch a playoff berth and the division this week as they play two games uh, this week and another Monday. A win over Mag and David on Thursday or Orha Torah on Saturday night will give the Falcons a playoff berth. A win over both would give the Falcons a home game in the first round of the playoffs. A win over both plus a YDE loss either to Shari Torah tomorrow or to Flatbush next Monday will give the Falcons the division. YDE currently at 4-2 and two, will look to avenge their early season loss to Shari. A win would put them in position to clinch a playoff berth next week. In regards to Shari and Mac and David, the two fought this past Thursday to gain control of the third of four playoff spots. Shari Torah came out victorious by three and now has three wins, one up on Mac and David and two up on one win Lave Bonham and Orha Torah, who will be in action this week against each other on Tuesday. Shari's win is crucial because with another game remaining between Lave Bonham and Orha Torah, it's possible that one of those teams will hit the three-win mark, now forcing Mag and David to scramble for an extra win to keep pace for the fourth and final seed. Alright, so that wraps up the JV scene. Before we move on to hockey, let's take a look at the JV basketball board, which from the top 10 uh, looks identical to last week again. I guess this is what happens when you only have five or six games a week in the favorites sweep. Um, oh well, at least I know I have it mostly right if this keeps happening. Uh, RTMA clocks in at 10, Hank at 9, Hafter at 8, Hillel at 7, TABC at 6, Heschel at 5, Flatbush at 4, SAR at 3, Frisch at 2, and once again, DRS in the top spot. There will be 10 games happening this week, so maybe we'll see some movement. Also going on right now in JV is the final day of the Amuna Rubenstein tournament in SAR. This tournament happens to be unique in that the winners are not determined necessarily by the points on the board, but a slew of factors by which a team can gain tournament points by having the most three-point field goals and foul shots made in a game per each quarter, etc., 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 making for interesting and competitive matchups from buzzer to buzzer because each quarter counts as its own separate point. Hopefully we can grab some results and announce them next week right here here on The Court Report. Once again, you're listening to The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League sports. Now let's move over to center court to drop the puck on hockey action for the past week. We'll start off in JV, uh, where six games were played this week. In the East, Rambam and North Shore started off the week with an 8-2 victory for Rambam over the Stars. Rambam received six goals from freshmen, including a hat-trick from forward Avi Orlau. Fellow forwards Harry Tannen, Daniel Yitzhaki, and Sam Shalomov each added one, while sophomore offenseman Daniel Kerman and sophomore defenseman Josh Saltzman put home markers as well. The win for the Ravens puts them one point ahead of Hafter as the two get set to renew their heated rivalry tomorrow night in Rambam. 
A Raven win would put Rambam three points ahead of Hafter and one point up. Uh, sorry, not one point up, but one up in the tiebreaker uh, as they will have the win heading into their break. Hafter wins on Monday and Thursday would put them in control of the East heading into the break. North Shore's loss sends them teetering on the brink of elimination as a loss or tie or a Flappish win or tie or overtime loss will now end their playoff hopes and punch Flappish's tickets. Just to note, North Shore and Rambam have rescheduled their game that was postponed last week and will now meet again on February 5th. Luckily for North Shore, DRS made sure that they still had something to fight for with the Wildcats' 3-1 victory over Flappish on Wednesday night in the greenhouse. A little fun fact, um, all four goals came between the 8-7 minute mark of the first and second period. DRS started off the scoring at 7.41 of the first when an Ellie Lauer dump in on net uh, off a uh, faceoff bounced into the net. DRS would strike again at 7.45 of the second period with an Isaac Freeze goal. Flappers would bounce right back uh, on the center court faceoff with Daniel Esses cutting the lead to 2-1 to at the 740 mark. And DRS would return the favor 16 seconds later when Gilad Kirstein added one to stretch to the 3-1 final. DRS is now 7-1 and and off until January 30th. Flappers falls to 4-3-2 and and will finish off their regular season on Thursday when they face Hafter in Flappers. A Flappers win or tie will result in the Falcons joining DRS, Rambam, and Hafter in the postseason. Out West, there were four games in the past week, including a huge matchup that occurred today in TABC. Earlier in the season, TABC and SAR met in Riverdale. The Storm, because of two injuries and a conflict, were forced to play without three main offensemen, including star Daniel Levy. As a result, SAR walked away with a 3-2 victory. This time around, TABC would be fielding a full squad as the two faced off in the Weather Center today. And this one wasn't even close. The Storm flooded the Sting net, winning 6-0 behind a superb goal-scoring day from sophomores Shuan Naora and Yair Noller. Each tallied two on the day, pacing TABC to their fourth win on the season, taking them one step closer toward the top of the division. The loss is SAR's second in their last three games. Frisch went 2-for-2 two two on the week, defeating Kushner 3-1 on Wednesday night, and Hillel 6-0 last night. Sophomore Jordan Sokloff and freshman Brian Alter and Yehuda Brin each tallied goals in the win over Kushner. With the win over Hillel, Frisch joins SAR in clinching a playoff berth out west. Kushner can follow suit this week with the win over JEC on Monday, and an MTA loss or tie to JEC this coming Monte Shabbos, or a tie to JEC and an MTA loss to JEC in those respective games. For TABC, it's a lot simpler. A win and a JEC loss this week will clinch a playoff berth for them. So by this time next week, the West could be all but decided. Let's take a look at the standings uh, in JV. Uh, leading the East is DRS at 14 points, 7-1. and one. Rambam has 12 points at 6-1. and one. Hafter has 11 points at 5-0-0-1 with their overtime loss to DRS two weeks ago. Flatbush has 10 points at 4-3-2. Westchester has 4 points, and Mag and David also has 4 points. Uh, Westchester at 2-5, and five. Mag and David at 1-5-1-1. One, one one. Hank has 3 points at 1-5-1, one, and, one. and North Shore rounds out the East at 1-5 with 2 points. Out West, SAR is in the uh, driver's seat still at 6-2 and two with 12 points, but Frisch is right behind them at 5-0 and oh with 10 points, uh, having three games in hand on them. TABC is 4-1 and one with 8 points. Kushner is 4-2 and two with 8 points. Ramaz is 3-6. and six. They finish out their season uh, in a couple of weeks. Hillel is 1-4-2 and, and has 4 points. 
JEC has three points, albeit not having a win yet. They're 0-3-2-1. And MTA rounds out the West at 1-5 with two points. This week, the JV League will have seven games. We discussed Rambam and Hafter tomorrow night. Kushner and JEC are also playing tomorrow night in Kushner. Hank and Mag and David meet in Brooklyn tomorrow night. Both are playing out the string as neither can make the playoffs. Thursday's slate consists of Flatbush and Hafter as well as TABC and Frisch, which we will discuss later in our Games to Watch segment. JEC and MTA meet Saturday night in JEC, and TABC and Kushner meet in TABC next Sunday afternoon. Moving over to varsity hockey, where today the last unbeaten team fell in dramatic fashion. DRS and Flatbush met in Brooklyn for the second time in the last four days. Uh, the first game Wednesday saw DRS take a 2-1 victory. After a scoreless first, Avi Chenikowski scored early in the second, and Leo Rubin added a power play marker with 53 seconds left to go up 2-1. Uh, senior Mo Mallow would score with 7.43 to go in the third, but the Falcons could not tie the game. Um, in today's game, though, the Falcons would return the favor. Flatbush went up one nothing eight minutes into the second on a feed from senior Mo Mallow to Morris Bijou, which Bijou one time passed DRS goalie Ari Guttenmacher. Late in the second, DRS on a power play, freshman San Laniato appeared to have picked up the ball off the faceoff, broken into the DRS zone, and backhanded a one pass Guttenmacher into the net. However, the goal was waved off, and the score remained at 1 nothing going into the third. Time winding down in the game following Flappish's uh, successful uh, penalty kill, uh, uh, their, four successful, their fourth successful penalty kill in the afternoon, DRS pulled Guttenmacher for the extra man, but could not stop Bijou from planting an empty netter for his second of the afternoon. A Flappish penalty with 22 seconds remaining brought some additional drama in the form of a Sammy Roush power play goal with nine to go on the clock, but the Falcons killed off the rest of the game for the win. It was the second win in 16 hours for the, Fla- for the Falcons, who knocked off YDE last night 6-0. Bijou and Laniato each scored twice for Flatbush last night. Each assisted on a goal to the other, while Laniato also added another assist on Morris Shio's tally to open the scoring. Flatbush's win last night clinched them a playoff berth and at least a first-round home game. Flatbush is now 9-4 and four and will close out their regular season this Thursday against Hafter. A win would put Flatbush in great position for the third seed, depending on what Rambam does, but the Falcons would need a ton of help to grab a bye, and will need to wait to see how everything plays out around them. DRS will be back in action and looking for blood at the end of the week, renewing their rivalry with TABC in the Weather Center, which we'll cover later on. In other action in the East, Mag and David stayed afloat with a 6-2 win over Solomon Schechter. Mag and David is now 4-8 and eight and will need help to stay in playoff contention with Hank and North Shore on their heels, each with more games in hand. Mag and David will have a chance to bolster their chances tomorrow night when they host Hank. A win would tie the season series after a 9-1 thrashing in Uniondale two weeks ago and give the Warriors a two-game cushion. Uh, meaning that Hank would need to win three of its final four games to jump over Mag and David, assuming that Mag and David doesn't take points against Hafter next Monday to end their regular season. Hank will face Rambam and YDE later on in the week as well, and throw the pressure on North Shore, who, who at 2-6 and six, currently has the longest road to the postseason, but will be a factor down the stretch. The Stars don't play again until January 6th when they face Hank in their first game of 2014. By that time, the Stars will know exactly what they'll need to do to make the playoffs, with Hank only having one game remaining follow, and following that one, while the Stars will still have five to go surrounding the winter break. Out west, the playoff picture is beginning to take form as teams fight for the crucial five postseason spots. Ramaz pulled out three points on the week to jump back on top of the Western Division. The Rams hosted the MTA Lions on Monday night. Earlier in the season, the two met up in the Heights and fought to a 1-1 tie. Well, uh, the result on Monday night's game was no different as the two once again fought to a 1-1 tie. Ramaz would follow that up with a 3-1 victory over SAR on Thursday night, putting space between themselves and Kushner, um, TABC, and the Sting in the race for one of the three Western buy slots. 
Daniel Schub, Anna, Adam Lassner, and Joe Baruch each tallied goals in the win over SAR. Schub scored Ramaz's only marker in the MTA game. Ramaz is idle until early January, but can benefit from the action that occurs before then, and if everything falls into place, can clinch a playoff berth by next Monday. For SAR, this happened to be the second of three games on the week. The Sting started off the week by avenging their early season embarrassment to JEC, beating the Thunder 5-0. Jacob Unger and Jesse Shanzer each scored twice to lead the Sting to victory. Gillard Fortgang posted the shutout. The loss drops JEC to 2-5-0-2 and can find themselves in major trouble by the end of this coming week, depending on how the action unfolds. The other end of SAR's week came this afternoon when SAR traveled to TABC to take on the Storm. TABC shut out the Sting 3-0 on goals by Alex Malik, R.A. Berman, and R.A. Peckett. The win pushes TABC to 5-1, while SAR falls to 5-5-1, but still maintaining the third spot in the Varsity West. So the standings are as follows. In the East, DRS still leads with 20 points, Flatbush has 18, Hafter at 12, Rombaum at 10, Mag and David at 8, Hank with 6, North Shore with 4, YDE with 3, and Solomon Schechter getting their first points on the week with, uh, on the season with 2. Over in the West, Ramaz leads with 14, Frisch has 12, SAR with 11, TABC and Kushner are tied with 10, MTA has 7, and JEC rounds it out with 6. The playoff scenarios for Varsity this week, as was said, DRS and Flatbush have clinched playoff berths in the East. DRS is still a win or tie, or a Flatbush loss or tie away from DRS's clinching a first-round bye. Hafter can clinch a playoff berth with two wins over Rombaum, MTA, or Flatbush this week, or one win and Hank loss to either Mag and David tomorrow night, Rombaum Wednesday night, or YDE next Sunday. A Hafter sweep of the week would not only clinch a playoff berth, but would also clinch at least a first-round home game for the Hawks by virtue of bypassing Flatbush in the standings. Uh, additionally, a Rambam loss to Hank on Wednesday in this scenario would clinch a first-round bye for Hafter. Rambam can also clinch a playoff berth this week. Uh, wins over Hafter and Hank, or a win over Hank and another Hank loss over the week would do it for the Ravens. Uh, still nothing doing out west, but expect that to change after this week's action. So, now on to today's, on to today's rankings. Uh, in varsity, the varsity rankings, um, today's games uh, with DRS and uh, Flatbush shakes things up a bit, as a DRS win would have kept things exactly the same as last week, but here is how it shakes out. Flatbush, after being 7th last week, bursts their way into the top 5 at 5 with the win. Frisch stays at 4. TABC stays at 3 after their victory over SAR. Uh, DRS drops back 1 spot to the 2 spot, and Hafter moves back up into the 1 spot. And in JV, there was only one slight move as Frisch leaped over Hafter into the two-seed by virtue of their win over Kushner and Hafter being idle. This means that the first and second ranked uh, JV teams, uh, TABC at one and Frisch at two, and the third and fifth ranked teams, that being Hafter and Rambam, will be squaring off this week with the potential to blow up the rankings as they currently stand. DRS currently stands in that fourth position. You can find the full varsity and JV rankings as well as the junior high rankings on our Facebook page and on the Jewish Hoops America Hockey Forum. All right, let's move over to our Games to Watch segment for the week. Over in JV Hockey, honorable mention goes to Rambam and Hafter tomorrow night, but the matchup of the week has to be Frisch at TABC on Thursday. Although the standings don't quite show it, the game features two of the top teams out of, if not, the two top of two of the three, the two of the top three teams in the entire league. I have them ranked at one and two, and so depending on how things fall out in the seedings, this is one that at some point in the season could wind up going three rounds with the third at Lawrence Middle School sometime in mid-March. A fresh win would solidify the Cougars' spot at the top of the week, uh, top of the West at six and zero, oh, dropping TABC well behind them and providing a small buffer between them and SAR, uh, a matchup in which Frisch currently holds the edge before the two face in January. 
A TABC win means that we'll have ourselves a major race among three teams for, the, for a potential seeding shuffle in the West. TRS and uh, DABC over in Varsity Hockey next Saturday night. The reasons are many, but here's a sticking point. Last year, TABC went into DRS and embarrassed the Wildcats without even having TABC's top line for the game. I think the Wildcats are looking for some payback. Uh, well, they were two minutes away from that uh, last March, so this game is long overdue for them. TABC can use this game to keep ahead of the rest of the Varsity West, but a loss won't kill them thanks to everyone killing each other and Flappers' upset of Frisch in November. TABC has some breathing room, but knocking off DRS, that would be a confidence booster to turn the corner on the stinker they put up against Hafter a few weeks back. It'll also be interesting to see how DRS now rebounds after their loss to Flappish today. In JV basketball, nothing really jumps off the page, but the Share, uh, the Share Torah YDE game will be crucial uh, for the second spot in the Brooklyn division. And in varsity basketball, we'll go with SAR and Frisch in that mad scramble for seeding out West. SAR is about to hit the meat of their schedule, and a win over a contemporary team is something that they do not have this year. Frisch defeated them by seven earlier in the season, and a rebound victory could propel the Sting ahead of the pack toward the first round bye. Uh, a Frisch win keeps the train on track heading into their all-important game against TABC in January. A win over both SAR and TABC, knocking them down several games, could potentially aid in wrapping up a first round bye, or at the very least, a first round home game for Frisch before their rematch with the Storm to round out their season. Well, that about wraps up another edition of the Court Report. If you missed any part of this episode, you can catch the Encore presentation this Tuesday night at 7pm, following the Book of Life by Charles Harari. Or you can find the Court Report on iTunes or the Nuckham Siegel Network app on iPod. Tomorrow morning, JM in the AM with Nachum Siegel uh, from 6 to 9 a.m. live on the stream, NachumSiegel.com, JM in the AM.org, or on your radio, 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, 91.9 FM, Rockland County. Before I leave you tonight, I want to thank you for joining me. My thanks again to Crown Trophy of Brooklyn for their support. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning on JM in the AM at around 7.20 with the Tuesday morning JM in the AM Sports Report. Again, if you wish to purchase tickets to the Morrishaw 50th Anniversary Concert, please log on to morrishawconcert.com. And remember, a wise man once said, sports do not build character, they reveal it. John Wooden. Enjoy winter, I I guess. Drive home safe.